0: What's going on, guys, and welcome back. I'm Michael Keem, joined here by Vito Patel. And this is the Crew Sports Pod. As always, you can check out our Twitter at Crew Sports Pod. And, Vito, we had a fun week three of college football and a crazy week two of the NFL season. But, as always, let's start talking about college football.
1: Yeah, there's definitely some crazy things that happen in college football. The only thing that's probably as crazy as what happened to the NFL was App State. Beating Troy in a Hail Mary play. That's America's team right now. Everyone likes App State. <laughs> Perfect way to end a college game day game. The college game day definitely wants to go to Appalachian State more. What's really interesting is App State is one of the only FBS North Carolina teams that's not undefeated. Uh, Wake Forest is undefeated. North Carolina is undefeated. North Carolina State and Duke are all undefeated. But App State's is getting all the attention for that state.
0: <laughs> well, well, I don't know. Maybe not well-deserved. but. How fun would it have been to be on that yeah. campus, college game day,
1: after winning on a Hail Mary? Oh, that'd be absolutely nuts. I don't even know. It might even beat half of the week before for that team when they beat AM on the road. That's
0: true because their students weren't there for it, but uh, that must have been great. In other college football news, hey, Coach Freeman gets his first win as Notre Dame's
1: head coach. It looked a little better for us. Absolutely. That first half was. Absolutely, uh, annoying, especially on the offensive end. Uh, I was at the game and fans were booing all around. Uh, with three, three announced to start the game, but after Tommy Reese yelled at, <laughs> yelled at Drew Pond, it seemed like he turned things around, and especially our O line, they turned things around. ME and Tyree were going off, and the offense looked pretty sure, decent. I was gonna say at least that game, like defense
0: looked a little better, and importantly. I thought the offensive line looked, especially in the second half, like great. Like they're just moving people. But my excuse for that game was, um, you know, Drew Pine's never played in the first half before. You got to wait till the second half to get him going. That's true, actually.
1: (laughs) Wow. Yeah, he always comes in late after an injury or like just late in the game to take over. That's facts.
0: Exactly. So that was his first time ever being in the beginning of a game. You know, he doesn't know how that part works. <laughs> and now now he's got that experience. Now hopefully he can, like, play a whole game like he plays the second half. But uh, at least saw some improvements, like, especially the, the O-line thing. Because the O-line not being able to move Marshall last week was, like, that was frustrating.
1: Yeah, embarrassing. And what's interesting is California supposedly has one of better D lines in the Pac-12. I mean, that doesn't mean a lot, <laughs> but I saw a lot of I saw a lot of pancakes on the field. Like, uh, I saw some linemen falling on their defenders or just getting defenders on the ground. Like the line played physical, and I think they loved it. I think we loved running the ball. Yes.
0: No. I mean, they were moving people, and so I mean, this is what I think is going to happen. Just like what I said kind of last week. I think.
1: As the season
0: progresses, the team is just going to be getting better. And by, like, rounds, like, weeks, like, six through eight and, like, after, I think is finally when they'll be at, like, the team that we expect them to be. Hopefully that's not too late, though.
1: I will make a big criticism on the defense. I will say our secondary looks a lot better than I thought they would be. And our pass rush, I mean, they're they're the lead pass rush I thought they were. They, they're causing a lot of pressure. But our linebackers, they were missing a lot of tackles. Let the quarterback get out of the pocket. Uh, just all around bad pursuit by like pretty much the whole linebacking group. And I mean, I know two of our three phases of defensive elite, both of them have like a first rounder on our defense. But we need those linebackers to pick up, pick it up. And if they do, we could easily be a top five defense.
0: I was gonna say the pass rush between Foskey and the Adamiolas, they were
1: nice. They were good. Uh, it was a, it was so much fun to watch, and honestly, that quarterback escaped the pocket a lot. But if he did, if like if our linebackers are able to contain the quarterback, there'd be like eight sacks that game. There was just so much pressure, and there was still a lot. Of, I don't even know how many sacks there were, but there were quite a few sacks, especially that Fossey sack on fourth down. Again, seeing improvement, I think that oh, that's
0: going to be the theme throughout. Um, I said this a little bit before too. Like, remember last year when it was. Freeman's first year in the defense, the defense was like not very organized, didn't really know how to play like, the role in the beginning of the season. But then as the year went on, didn't give up any more big plays. Yeah. Everyone like knew how to do their role. So I wonder if this could be like a theme with Freeman or if he'll get better at like making those quicker chests. Yeah. Figuring it out earlier in the season.
1: Yeah. If, that'd be a cool theme though. Honestly, this, if this team gets his linebackers figured out, there's, there's really a very high ceiling for this defense. Yeah, no, it's it's exciting. I think he plays pretty aggressive on the blitzes, but they weren't getting there or they weren't containing. And so hopefully they'll figure some balance out.
0: Well, that's the thing. Last year when, when that happened, we got burned like a couple times a game in the beginning of the year. But by the end of the year, yeah, like it, it got there every time or we wouldn't get burned. So interesting. Um, Other college football news. Outside of Michigan State's loss to former IU quarterback Michael Penix in Washington. The Big Ten East is undefeated. That's six teams are 3-0, and and then Michigan State is 2-1 after losing to Penix this past weekend.
1: And Penix used to be on that side of the Big Ten. <laughs> uh, that's exactly. See, he has Big uh, Big Ten East heart in him. Uh, that's crazy. The Big Ten East looks pretty strong. They're going to have a bunch of challenges this week.
0: Well, yeah, they start playing each other and like they start playing better teams, uh, so that's not gonna happen. But it's cool, like, I, I was just looking at the standings, and I realized, like, wow, the whole Big Ten East is undefeated outside of this, the one loss Michigan State had to Washington.
1: Is the Big Ten East better than the SEC West? That's, no, uh, so... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's a quick no, <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> don't even need to break it down, but and it's close to the top, though. I'd say Ohio State, and uh...
0: but that's they got Bama.
1: Yeah, that's like the best. They have A&M and Ole Miss right there in LSU. That's a pretty tough squad of four. Arkansas, top 10. Oh, and, oh, my God, Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think they would win. But I do want to make a comment. I think I think Penix was really, really good for IU. And he was like the reason why uh, that 2020 year was so magical. He just had oh, definitely. Just an amazing stat line. And now that he's on a pretty good team, watch out for Washington. They might make a huge run in the Pac-12, and I think Penix right now is in the Heisman talk. He's top three in the college football. I just looked this up before the game uh, in passing yards and top five in passing touchdowns. So That game definitely had to help, almost 400 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah, and against a pretty good Michigan State team. I don't know how good Michigan State's defense was, but still just a good team.
0: Well, they were 11. Now I think they dropped like – 25 or something like that but and that final score is not as close as that game was that game was a blowout from the start yeah but good for Penix. i think he would still be at iu and he still would have maybe been able to like recreate that great season at iu but he's had a lot of injuries and when he went down actually late in that game rg3 was commentating he was kind of saying you get Penix out of the game like you won already and i was kind of thinking i was like yo i agree with rg3 like i don't want to see Penix hurt again that would just be horrible he's had too many big injuries and like that's what you hate to see in sports
1: yeah a couple of season ending injuries already in is uh in his career and rg3 knows everything about big injuries
0: exactly um looking elsewhere around college football last week we kind of hinted at you know the Oregon BYU game and the AM Miami games how both of the teams that were ranked lower were favored oh they both won and covered Oregon beat BYU 41 20 and AM beat Miami 17 9
1: well, so in the lock spot I usually listen to, they said, made a mention about uh, BYU was without their top two receivers and top two pass rushers. But everyone said, oh, we're not going to make a play because we don't trust Oregon. We don't trust Bo Nix. But I mean, four players still shouldn't have made that big of a difference. Oregon destroyed BYU. It wasn't really close. Oregon, that proved two things to me. One, Oregon's still legit and Bo Nix isn't that bad. And second, Georgia is like insane. Georgia's not touchable. it <laughs> <laughs> What the, like, Georgia is, because BYU would be another top 10 team this year. And I know it doesn't really work like that in college football, but, like, you could kind of see, like, Georgia in in class by themselves right now.
0: That is actually a good point. Georgia-Bama is going to be another great matchup whenever that inevitably happens in the SEC championship. The SEC championship is there
1: is always, always as good, if not better, than the national championship championship. Some years, it is the national championship. <laughs> yeah. It's just
0: a round two. Preview. Yeah. You know, you see Penn State just crushed Auburn. I did not see that coming. 41-12. It was not even close. Neither did I. Wow. That
1: Penn State team is good. Sean Clifford's got his mojo back.
0: Well, we were thinking they weren't going to be like, they were going to be like, eh. Remember week one, we had them playing Purdue, and we were like, eh, it's pretty even. <laughs> yeah,
1: I had Purdue in It looked like they're better yeah. than what's Whoops. uh <laughs> I mean, that game was so close, but still, uh, Penn State has got
0: better probably since week one. Yeah. And then Oklahoma crushed Nebraska as well. And Nebraska is without a head coach now. They've been throwing around some big names or who's going to take over for the Huskers.
1: Yeah. Some folks are saying Urban Meyer, but I think Urban Meyer is done. I will say Oklahoma looks like it's the next best team behind Georgia. Like, They've always had that offense, but now that Brett Venables is on that team, and everyone was talking about, oh, Brett Venables, what he did to Clemson's defense over the years. What's he gonna do at Oklahoma? And man, that defense and Nebraska's offense was their only strong suit. It shut Nebraska down. Yeah, Oklahoma is a contender. Because imagine Michael Oklahoma's offense with an actual defense now. Like I was gonna say, we've never seen that before. Yeah, that's new.
0: What's interesting? I'm surprised because when Lincoln Riley left for USC, and he took a lot of players with him, and like. They had two quarterbacks that were like, you know, top recruits. Each one went somewhere, and a few like receivers followed Lincoln Riley to USC's, and they lost a lot of people. So I thought Venables would have to do some rebuilding, but apparently not.
1: I don't know what it is, honestly. I mean, there's a cup, could be uh the old coaching staff, you know, learned enough from Lincoln Riley, and they're like, you know, at this point, we could train any quarterback to be a top quarterback. And then just let Venables do his thing on defense. Yeah, no, exactly. Just let Venables take on defense. I will say that Oklahoma has the same motivation that I've thought Notre Dame would have where your coach left us. And maybe the players that did stay back, you know, have like even more to prove like they want to play USC. <laughs> that that'd be pretty awesome.
0: Oh, I mean, that'd, that'd be a good game, mm-hmm. but looking ahead to next week, we got a few ranked matchups. We got, in the ACC, we got number five Clemson taking on twenty one Wake Forest. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, uh, I think this will be Clemson's toughest test so far. Clemson's kind of—I mean, have they really played anyone yet? But they're—they're they're kind of outperforming what I thought, especially when I saw them kind of struggle against Georgia Tech. I was thinking, you know, Clemson definitely not playoff contender. But I mean, so far they're like—they're hanging around that like that last spot to get into the playoffs. So. If they keep it up, their offense figures things out. That could be a pretty good, you know, fourth team in the playoffs.
1: Yeah. And Clemson usually is. And their defense is really good. But like you said, this is like their first test of the year. And Wake Forest has an insane offense. And it's on the road. So it's going to be a tough one, I think. Hopefully Clemson pulls it through because I want Notre Dame to face Clemson as a tough team, though. As a top five team.
0: Yeah, but they don't want them too, too tough. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, elsewhere, the SEC grind is really kicking in. You got number 11, Tennessee versus number 20, Florida. And then 10, Arkansas versus 23, AM. and m So you're, you're going to see a lot of SEC teams start racking up losses only because they're playing other SEC teams. Um, And then finally, we got our Notre Dame Fighting Irish take on probably the... Well, the second best team that we've played so far this year because Ohio State. But we're taking on UNC, the only team... To beat app state so far this year in a hundred and twenty plus point game this is like
1: such a crazy game when I think about it so that North Carolina offense is amazing and our defense is amazing so strength on strength and North Carolina's North Carolina's defense absolutely sucks and our offense kind of mm-hmm. sucks yeah so it's you know that side of the ball it's a stoppable force versus a versus a movable object yeah. <laughs> So
0: this game, it could either be like a 60-60 contest just because, you know, the, the weakness versus weakness is so bad, or it could end up being like really low scoring because of the strength on strength. Yeah, exactly. Or s- anywhere in between.
1: There's really no no uh, way of predicting this game, but even like a lot of sports books have this damn near like even. Like I think NorCal is like a one or two point favorite, but like <laughs> we have no idea what's happening because what his offense stinks. I will say that we did see some signs about our, of our offense moving the ball towards the end of the last game. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I'm always too biased. So I'm, I'm saying,
0: if we see continued growth, I think we got it, but...
1: I think so, too. I think I think their, their receiving group is still not as good as Ohio State's, even without Jackson Smith and Jigba. Ohio State's receiving group is still better than uh, North Carolina's. Uh, and our defense played pretty well. Mm-hmm. And their defense is not on the same, like, stratosphere as Ohio State's. Actually, it's not even the same stratosphere as Marshall's. Like, their defense sucks. And so... I think our offense should be able to move the ball fairly well.
0: That's pretty promising, man. But... Yeah. I mean, they, they put up 50 points week one. They put up 63 against App State, and then they put up over 30 last week. So, I mean, they are used to scoring. How many points are they giving up at two? I mean, the the, the game against <laughs> App State was, what, 63-61 in week two? That's yeah. So, like, that would be a fun game to watch, though. If it's if Each team puts up over 50.
1: Yeah, that would be fun. I mean, last year when we played North Carolina, it was like, we scored in the 40s, and they scored like in the 30s, so they moved the ball pretty well, even on our defense.
0: No, I think it would be like like 30s, like high 20s, 30s.
1: Yeah, I think it hits hit somewhere in between.
0: Yeah, I don't think either, either team gets to the 40s, hopefully, because if they get to the 40s, I don't think our offense is getting to the 40s. No,
1: nah, I think our <laughs> game plan should honestly be just ground and pound, so keep our defense rested and just ground and pound them. Yeah, agreed, because,
0: I mean, like you said earlier, that that was starting to look great in the second half last week. Yeah, our our offense was starting to, our offensive line especially was starting to move people.
1: Then honestly, get build some Drew Pine's confidence with throwing the balls, play actions like like easy high probability throws. Yep, exactly. And then you know basically just build him up as a quarterback. And this is our our defense's second test of the season, really. When you're talking about high part offense,
0: that is true. And then you know the longer we have the ball. It means the longer they don't. So, I mean, it's like basic football stuff, but I think it'll be a good game regardless. It'll probably be kind of close. Uh, but moving on to NFL now, uh, week two is probably one of the crazier weeks of NFL football, like just all around madness. Oh, it was such a good week. Oh my. I lost the bets, but it was such a good week. <laughs> I mean, huge comebacks and, and crazy plays happening all over Sunday. So with that, I went into the ESPN app because, you know, it, it says win probabilities throughout the game. So I was looking at some of them. I got four crazy games right here. I'm, I'm going to tell you about, you know, starting with a Thursday night game. Chargers Chiefs was tied 17-17 with about 11 minutes to go. Chargers were moving it and they were knocking on the door to score another touchdown. They're like within the 10 yard line, I think. At that point, you got 11 minutes left, right? 75-ish percent chance to win. A minute later or even 30 seconds later, 10 and a half minutes left. That completely flipped to Kansas city with about an 80% chance to win. That was after the pick six. Of course, that's probably the least crazy out of all of them,
1: which is pretty crazy.
0: Yeah. Uh, the Browns had a 99.8% chance to win with a minute 55 left. This was right after Chubb scored a touchdown to make it 30 to 17. Yeah. So uh Jets get the ball back, 66 yard touchdown to Corey Davis, kick an onside kick and get it, and then they drive down the field, 15 yard touchdown to Garrett Wilson, extra point. They end up winning 3130. That's absolutely insane. Yeah. They come back down
1: two scores after the two-minute warning. And they didn't have any timeouts. And the Browns kicker missed the PAT. Like this is like the most improbable win, I think, ever. Yeah. And how's that defense that play prevent? Like, there's no way Davis should have got loose for a deep 66-yard bomb. Like, if I were at the defense, I know the other team doesn't have timeouts, just anything to tackle them in bounds. That'll like 20 seconds right there. When the Browns got it and were trying to come back, they ended up throwing a pick. Um, the Ravens
0: had a 97.3% win probability with eight minutes left in the fourth, and they were up 14. And then Tyreek Hill scores a 48-yard touchdown and a 60-yard touchdown to tie the game with five minutes left. Uh, so we're at 35-35. Ravens come back, finally hit a field goal. Those are the only points of the second half. And then Miami gets the ball again, and Waddle scores a touchdown with 14 seconds left. So Miami comes back, scores
1: three touchdowns in the final eight minutes of the game. Who's faster, Waddle or Hill? Both those guys are just insanely fast. I mean, Waddle, I remember recently against in Alabama. I was like, oh, the poor poor college kids, they have no chance of keeping up. But NFL guys have no chance
0: of keeping up with Waddle. And I mean, you got Tyreek Hill on the other side of the field. I mean, these two are like racing to the end zone.
1: (laughs) Only people that can keep up with each other, too. I felt like with Tyreek Hill's bobs, it felt like uh, Tua was just running forwards at some point, like (laughs) some bad at all rookie mode.
0: It was working. I mean, he was just like literally just, hey, I'm you got two guys sprinting and no one's going to keep up with them. Just throw as far as you can.
1: Exactly. The safety can't cover both if they're on opposite
0: sides. So, I mean, yeah, we have to start playing prevent defense from the
1: whole game against Miami. Oh, uh, but you can't have either of them catch a screen pass. Now, both of our kids were former punt returners. <laughs> actually, actually, who's a punt returner on the Dolphins?
0: I'm not sure. I haven't really watched their full game yet, but I will next week. They're playing Buffalo. Yeah, that'll be a good one. Um but the last one I got for you, Vito, the Raiders had above 90% win probability for like most of their game against the Cardinals. It was like 17-0, 20-0. Uh the Cardinals didn't score until 6 minutes left in the third, right? And then they scored two touchdowns, one on the last play of the game and they get a two-point conversion with zeros on the clock to tie it and send it to overtime. And then their first overtime drive did nothing. A Raiders' first overtime drive, the Cardinals get a scoop and score return for a touchdown to win. That game, I,
1: I don't even know which one takes the cake, but oh my God, did you see Kyler Berry's dot to the back of the end zone for that two-point conversion? There's no there's no window to throw it in that he made that happen. And I mean, to lose out a scoop and score is, oh man. That is tough. That is tough. <laughs> a walk-off scoop and score. That is insane. I, I, tough bees for all these teams that are winning, though, especially Browns, Ravens, and Raiders. All three of those guys suffered the most heartbreaking losses.
0: The Browns peaked at 99.8%. The Ravens peaked at 97.3%. The Raiders peaked at 97.5%. Dang, these are all, like, guaranteed wins. Pretty much. And then they somehow did it. And this this is all within a couple hours of each other. Yeah, yeah. So that, that was just wild, just watching these games. I was just like, I, I couldn't trust anything. So then when Monday night came around and I was watching Bills Titans, I'm like, I just watched these three games the day before. It's like, there's no way, like, I don't feel safe. Even like like 35-7, 41-7, whatever the score was, I was like... Nah, the Ravens are,
1: I mean, the Bills are a different cats right now.
0: Well, and then after the pick six, they put in Malik Willis. I was like, okay, now nah, I feel pretty good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like Malik Willis would make me more scared than Tannehill at this point. Was at this point you gotta wonder is Tannehill good or was he just chucking all his passes to AJ Brown last year?
0: That's true. I mean he came out he started the Bills game. Uh he was spreading the ball around. He had a couple different he was hitting a couple different series, but I was all like underneath stuff, like they weren't really pushing it down the field too much. And then once like Derrick Henry was kind of shut down, there was nothing for the offense to do. And then Malik Willis came in, he started running around, got a couple first downs, but I mean
1: it was like way too little, too late at that point. Yeah, yeah. What's he gonna do at that point? But I, I don't know. They should probably start Malik Willis. On a side note, give the young guy some chance. Well, uh, Tannehill's not gonna mentor him, so
0: <laughs> yes, the only way he's gonna learn is to throw him in and like. So yeah, maybe they might. If I mean, I would say like the second they're out of like playoff contention, if Malik Willis, if you think he's gonna be your future, start getting him reps. Maybe that's how you learn.
1: Exactly. What do you have to lose from that?
0: um but with that let's go to our nfl pick so you you got it last week you know i had I had a tough week i went seven and nine you went nine and seven my older
1: regret is picking the bears i should have known those guys could never beat the packers i think i've seen the bears beat the packers three times in my whole life watching football <laughs> Ro- rogers has our number I remember those times. I remember, like, specific times <laughs> that Bears beat the Rodgers has, like, a hall of fame of, like, beating the Bears. In fact, there, he's had a lot of game-winning drives. He came back from 21s. And then sometimes he just absolutely destroys us, like, Sunday. Well, actually, that happens the most often, where it's not even close to the beginning.
0: The thing is, it's not even just, like, winning. It's He's, like, I, I, I saw the stat, but maybe, maybe like, 21-3 and 3 now something like that against the spread even and like when it's not even close and the spread is like, like eleven points that's not like easy and like to do it like every time
1: <sighs> yeah I should have never you never bet Bears against Packers it's just never gonna happen until Rogers retires hopefully well
0: I mean before Rogers it was Brett Favre.
1: Yeah that's fact that's tough and
0: after Rogers it's it's love. Yeah I'm not worried
1: about love <laughs> <clears throat> yeah neither is Rogers <laughs> yeah Rogers looks solid that's all i'll say i'll stop it right there all right
0: okay let's get into this week's picks then our thursday night game is pittsburgh at cleveland and we already have a disagreement you're with pittsburgh i'm with cleveland
1: both have suffered bad losses
0: on sunday so it was tough and i think both of them want to bounce back i really don't know i mean i don't especially like either team's offense their defenses make plays but like i think it's gonna be a low scoring game
1: well, when th- when it comes to this, both teams have good defenses and both teams have good running backs. So you got to pick the quarterback. And I trust Trubisky over <laughs> whoever Cleveland believe have. Over Jacoby Brissett? It's not, I, I really don't like picking either quarterbacks, but I think Trubisky's slightly better than Brissett.
0: You know what I was about to say? I was going to say both defenses are really good. Offense is struggling. I was going to say it's going to come down to field goals and the Cleveland's kicker's been good. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. fair. That's, that's really good facts. Uh, So, I mean, I think that's a coin flip, honestly. I really don't know. (laughs) Uh, Moving on into Sunday, though. We got Houston at Chicago. This might be the first time we both picked Chicago.
1: I think there's just some teams in the NFL that's so bad that Chicago could beat. And I think Houston's one of those teams. (laughs) Uh, They look pretty good against Indy. Yeah, but so did the Jaguars. The Jaguars look like they were the, they were the uh, Kansas City yeah. Chiefs <laughs> against Indy. That
0: is true, but yeah, I mean, uh, this one could be a toss-up too. I, I don't really don't know. Yeah, it's pretty close at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, so these first two picks are hard. Next, we got Vegas at Tennessee. We both got Vegas. Kansas City at Indy. We just talked about them. Both got Kansas <laughs> City. Buffalo at Miami. We both got Buffalo. I still don't think I've ever picked against them. But I think that game is going to be fun, especially watching Tua just through for like 400 yards and six touchdowns or whatever crazy day he had. Trey, uh, Trey White's
1: not back yet, right, for Buffalo?
0: No, and Dane Jackson had a pretty scary injury. So that's our like, top two corners.
1: Dang. Uh, but still, I I, I don't think
0: Tua could keep up with Josh Allen. Well, that's the thing. like, Yeah, our defense... Dane Jackson is definitely not coming back, so we're probably going to have our two rookie corners in and our slot corner, who's, who's going to be our top cornerback now. Poyer also got hurt at the end of the game, but I don't think it was too serious. So if he's back and Phillips is back and everyone just besides our top two corners, I think we'll be good enough. Like our offense can carry us and just like if it's a shootout, I think our offense can get it done.
1: Yeah, I like the pass rush, too, you guys have now, especially with Juan. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you guys have really good safety, so hopefully they don't torch you deep uh, like they did with the Ravens. You need
0: a big enough head start, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just speed at that point. But I think Diggs is going to be, because David Howard, I think, plays a lot of man, and so Diggs might be shut down a little bit. I mean, I'm not worried about Josh Allen.
0: He can try to do the same thing that uh, Jalen Ramsey did week one. It did not work
1: that's facts i think howard's a little better though but yeah probably but uh
0: gabe davis should be back and fine i think he he barely missed this week uh they're just being cautious is what i think but he, he should be back i like jameson crowder's been like nice i mean he hasn't had huge games but nice addition and some of the younger guys got some some playing time last week with gabe davis out so i think even if Diggs gets like taken out of the game i think we still got options
1: yeah i feel good about that dub but it'll be a
0: close one mm-hmm. uh detroit minnesota we both got minnesota i don't know why i picked them last week i just i forgot all about kirk cousins in prime time i don't know what i was thinking <laughs> yeah, <he's so>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh that's that's what the bears get always against uh, the wikings it's, it's, <laughs> it's the
0: monday night game <laughs> they don't have a chance yeah yeah i don't know I, I completely forgot about it and i was harshly reminded yesterday
1: or monday night like he looked so bad. I know, uh, Slay played pretty well in Jefferson, but like the two picks he threw to Slay, like they were right. You probably missed because of the Bills game, but they were right to Slay. They weren't like Jefferson was open, and he just throws it right to Slay. Like it wasn't even to his receiver.
0: I saw the first one was like that. The second one was like maybe put it like a little further back, but yeah. Like, yeah, I was watching the Bills game, so I watched, like, the second half of that game. Slay could have had, like, four more picks. Like, he bobbled a couple, too, and dropped them.
1: Yeah, I saw this beef on Twitter saying, "Uh, you know where it goes, F it, my receiver's out there somewhere. Kirk Crescent said, F it, Slay's down there somewhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> e man, and then he just kept trying to, don't pick on big play Slay. That's the lesson I learned after that game.
1: Yeah, he's pretty solid, honestly. Yeah.
0: um, Keep it going, though. We both got Baltimore over New England, Cincy over the Jets, Philly over Washington. Then you got New Orleans. I got Carolina. I just think Carolina's got to win one at some point.
1: Yeah, but the Saints are a good team. I think Buccaneers just played them really tough. That is true.
0: Um, I don't know. I was going with gut. I'm thinking that's like my upset of the week. Both got Chargers over Jacksonville, even though the Jags looked hot last week. Rams at Arizona, we agree on the Rams. And then you got Atlanta, I got Seattle. I think
1: this is a coin flip. They both stink, but Atlanta looked pretty good towards the end of the Rams game. They almost came back for 483. <laughs> <laughs> almost pulled a reverse
0: uno there. Yeah. Uh, Seattle, I don't know. I think it was just their, their home opener, I think, is when they look the best against Russ and the Broncos. I mean, you see some glimpses. They still got playmakers, so... This one was a coin flip for me as well.
1: Yeah, it's pretty, I could have owned either way for sure. Yeah.
0: Oh, this one was hard too. Green Bay at Tampa. I got Green
1: Bay. You got Tampa. Yeah, I hate the Packers. <laughs> but yeah. even more than that, I think T- Tampa seems to be a very, like, I wouldn't say sneaky, but, like, people aren't talking about them much, but they're the same team as last year with a little more talent. Uh, I think Mike Evans is out this game, but I still don't think that makes too much of a difference. And they, they have a better defense than the Bears. And- Tom Brady is still Tom Brady. I take the Buccaneers at home. I think
0: they just have a lot of injuries. It's not even like around the team; it's just in the wide receiver room. Yeah, between injuries and and a one game suspension for Mike Evans, like who's Tom throwing to?
1: That's a good question.
0: Yeah, and you kind of saw that come up a little bit last game. Like people weren't on the same page as him, or or just like you had some drops too, or like Perryman
1: just fell. Yeah, I think Miller Miller's wide receiver one. Um, <laughs> so it's tough. I think hopefully maybe I think Godwin comes back for this game. But if he doesn't, it's going to be tough. And Julio might be back. Dude, that'd be helpful for sure. Sunday
0: night, you got San Francisco at Denver. I went San Francisco, you went Denver. We oh, got a
1: lot of differences. Yeah, this is more different than usual. Broncos country, let's ride.
0: <laughs> they have not... Look like what we expected, I think, especially offensively.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I don't know what's going on with them. I mean, nathaniel Hack is offensive minded coach. He was great with Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay last year. Um, and Rogers said like he really liked him, but I think it's just gonna take time and and they'll figure it out eventually. Like he's a good coach, Russ is too good of a quarterback, and they got too many weapons on that team not to figure it out. Yeah. So I think they figure it out eventually. I have not liked how they look so far. Jimmy G's back for the 49ers. That team looks more confident with a throwing quarterback instead of running quarterback, so I went with San Francisco.
1: Oh, I like that pick. I really do. Uh, plus, <laughs> they both play the Seahawks, and the 49ers absolutely destroyed them, and Broncos lost them. But I think they figure out for this primetime game. Yeah, got to
0: figure it out at some point. And then Monday night, Dallas at the Giants. I mean, I think Dallas just without Dak's on the same team. And the Giants, it looks surprisingly good. The Giants have an easy schedule. They could easily start off 3-0, and 4-0 even. I think the, that's going to go straight to the Giants fans' head. They're going to think they're actually a good team, but it is what
1: it is. I mean, they're just lucky that Dak's a little injured, but in general, I don't think I don't think Dallas looks all that good, even when Dak was playing game one.
0: They were. They did seem a little bit off, but that is our pick and we're going to move into now the lock segment. So it's been hit or miss, like literally for me, Vito. Week one, I hit everything. Week two, I missed everything. Last week, I hit everything again. Last week, I was up 57 since I hit everything. They're a little bit safer bets. um, And overall, that puts me up 41. So, yeah, you hit two out of three last week and lost your big one. So, you're down $5 on last week overall, minus 36. I lose the big ones.
1: <laughs> I lost the big one.
0: <laughs> yeah. Let's get into this week's. What do you got? What is a lock for us this week,
1: Vito? IU travels to Cincinnati and. They don't really like the three and Hoosiers. I'm taking them plus sixteen and a half. Notre Dame travels to another undefeated team of North Carolina, and I'll take the money line. I think we run the ball on them, like we said before. The Texans come to Chicago, and of the teams that stink, Chicago covers a two and a half point spread.
0: Chicago stinks a little less. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, they're slightly better. They're not taking as bad. We actually supposedly have a quarterback. And then I'm making a little parlay here. Uh, it's a one 110- ten uh parlay but bills i like i like your bills and i like i think bangles gotta win one game and what better game to win than in new york to play the jets give me that parlay and that's my locks
0: and you got money pretty fairly evenly spread out through there um i got kind of similar i got notre dame unc money line as well notre dame i put 20 on that and then i i love the player props so Pitt versus Cleveland, I got Najee as an anytime touchdown scorer, plus 160. I also put 20 on that. That's how I go parlay action. I didn't want to be left out, so I did one on my own. It also includes Buffalo money line versus Miami, and then Kansas City versus Indy. So Kansas City and Buffalo Moneyline brings that parlay to plus 100. I put 60 on that, so that's where most of my money for the week is. We'll see how that goes. I think Indy's just not been great.
1: With that, I mean, hopefully, another great week of NFL action and hopefully Notre Dame finally picks it up. I think Notre Dame t- is a better team than they are right now, and uh, they're just finding themselves, they're finding the identity.
0: I see, that's why last week I told you you, you did Notre Dame money line. I went with the or yeah, I did the you spread. Did, you did you did Notre Dame spread. I was like, you know, Nerding by 11 points. I don't know, well, I, I went, I went safe with the money line, even though it was like way, way lower payout, but
1: yeah, that's a smart look, and man. If that guy did I just need to stay ground. We would have had our own scoop and score to cover. <laughs> yeah. But Vegas is rigged. <laughs> I'm just yeah,
0: No, you have seen. I've twice now done Bama first quarter spread. Last week was Bama by 12. They ended the first quarter up 28 to 0. I don't even know how you do that. Yeah, Bama, by the way. I would have taken another bet like that with Bama this week, but it's too early in the week. Those bets aren't open yet. And then I'd like the player props so far. I had my home was over over one and a half touchdown passes last week. He had two. So that worked. So we'll see we'll see Najee in the end zone this week. Who else is gonna score for that team? I like that too. Yeah, that that was kind of my thinking. <laughs> yeah. So all right. Uh that is our locks for this week. We will continue to see how we stand as the season progresses. See if we can finish the season positive. That's my only goal, honestly.
1: Yep, that's a good
0: goal. Um But with that, we will see you guys next week as we continue these great college and NFL football seasons so far.